Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off, plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast and welcome to our reaction to the news that seemed pretty much inevitable over the past couple of days. Gerard has joined Aston Villa as head coach. I am your host, Scott Carney. Uh, joining me to discuss, to vent, to accept the departure of Gerard as Rangers manager and to discuss what is next for Rangers is Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you? Had better days to be honest. I was set up to to record our Walter Smith tribute tonight, but obviously this this news is broke, so we have to do it. We're doing a live one, so it'll be interesting to hear everyone's thoughts on it. So I kind of look forward to getting to it, to be honest. Yeah, Ryan Hamarsh, how's it going, mate? Uh, do I look happy? Do I look content? <laughs> Let's do this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scott Gamble, how's it going, mate? Oh dear, it's been a it's been a weird day of ups and downs and anger and frustration and oh, acceptance a wee bit. Um, aye, we'll get into it. We will get into it. Yeah, we are going to get into it. Um, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, so leave us a comment. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I will read the statement released by the club earlier this morning. I'm sure everybody's read it, but, but just in case people have not, uh, Rangers can. can can today announce the departure of manager Steven Gerrard to Aston Villa. Gerrard moves to the Midlands club, having played a key role in in the significant growth of the light blues in numerous areas during his three and a half years at Ibrooks, Rangers now has an outstanding, highly competitive playing squad, which is capable of both winning and entertaining on all fronts with the highest of standards now also prevalent throughout the football department. In European competitions, Rangers have qualified for the group stage football for four successive seasons and a knockout stage football in the last two, improving not only the club's standing on the continent but also that of Scottish football. The Mestre the Rangers have flourished under Gerrard with the work accumulating in the club claiming their 55th title last season on the back of an unbeaten campaign. He now leaves Rangers with uh, with the club top of the Premier Premiership with a Premier Sports Cup final uh, to look forward to and the opportunity to qualify yet again for the knockout stages of the Europa League. 
Rangers chairman Douglas Park commented, I would firstly like to put on record my thanks to Stephen for his outstanding efforts over the last three and a half years at Rangers. He has provided us with some unforgettable moments, not at least delivery of the Scottish Premiership title. Back to Ibrox last evening, season, having not lost a match in the entire campaign. Sporting director Ross Wilson added, firstly, I want to th- say, want to thank Stephen uh, for the work, dedication, professionalism, which he has uh, dignantly carried out in the role of Rangers manager. He goes on to uh, pretty much thank him. It's a very nice worded um, statement by Rangers, to be honest, and it's finished with Rangers Football Club. would like to put on record their thanks to Stephen and his staff and wish them every success in the future. They will always be welcome at Ibrooks. So Stephen Gerrard did release a statement um, well, he was quoted in a statement for Aston Villa. However, I will read his Instagram post to say a heartfelt thank you to everyone associated with Glasgow Rangers, especially the fans, for the love and support you've all shown me during my time in Scotland. Winning 55 will always hold a special place in my heart. Each and every one of you played a part in that, and believe me, there will be many more to come. I hope in time you can understand and accept my decision to move on, but I honestly fell in love with the club and will always follow the team. Once a ranger, always a ranger. Um, Ali, I'll come to you first, mate. The timing of this is not great, and I think that's probably what's probably what's annoyed people the most. I think, but what's your what's your feelings on this? Yeah, I, I think deep down, every Rangers fan, if they've been through it themselves, always knew Stephen Gerrard was going to leave at one point. Possibly had a chance to leave at the end of when he won the title last season, but he wanted to crack it to the Champions League. It's the timing. It, it, that's what it is. If he'd left at the end of last season, you could have went, thanks, Stephen, well done. Maybe why didn't you stick around for the Champions League? But it gives you time to build for the next season. It's the time and it's, it's where we are at the moment in terms of our football club. We've got a massive game in a week on Sunday away at Hibs. Then we've also got the Sparta game, which is a, a, a basically a, a shoot-off to get into the next round of the Europa League. And um, after that, it's um, December, which is which is a dreaded schedule too. So the, the, it's really the timing for me that it's not ideal. It isn't ideal. But on the flip side, he could turn around to say, well, the Aston Villa job, it's, it's just appeared now. So similar to Brendan Rodgers when he left Celtic, he had to take the job then. He couldn't take it at the end of the season. And Villa's probably said the exact same thing to Gerard. You need to come now. You, you can't wait. And... Yeah, it's disappointing, but no man is bigger than Glasgow Rangers. And to me, we thanks thanks very much, Stephen. He brought us the back the title back where we back where we right, rightfully belong. But we need to move on, and we need to look for the next guy because we can't sit about like the other side of the city, pissing about for three months. <laughs> and I would like to think Ross Wilson has got a plan for this. What has happened today? You'll have targets there and. Yeah, we, we, we need to move fairly quickly, but at the same time, we kind of make an arse of it. Yeah, it won't be the first time we probably say that there is no man bigger than the, the club, and it's true. Uh, I, I stand by it. I don't care who the manager is, you're still not bigger than the, the entire club. Uh, but I think it is just the, it's the, the timing. We'll get into this in a lot more detail, obviously. Ryan, I'll come to you, mate. Your, your thoughts on today's news? Disappointed. Disappointed in Gerard. I've got to be honest, I'm disappointed that he's chosen to go to, I think I probably made a, a point in the, the pod a couple of weeks ago in a, about the Newcastle link and I said they were a mediocre club. And it's maybe a slight bit of arrogance on my behalf, but 
I do think he's going to a mediocre club again and going to Aston Villa. I do think that these job opportunities for Gerard would, will come up every probably every second week, the way the medical round goes down in, in the Premier League. So I'm disappointed in him that he's chosen to go to Aston Villa um, at this time of the season, as Ali's said. It's it's a timing that, that, that's frustrating, but he's gone now. We need to focus our energy on getting behind the next man because Rangers do move on. Rangers are bigger than Stephen Gerrard and we will move on. I think a lot of the reaction is due to the shock of it, as you and I were speaking before the pod started. It happened very, very quickly. It was like he was linked with Villa and before you knew it, he was down in London having talks. Whether that's whether you want to think that's been going on for a few weeks or not, it doesn't matter. He's gone and we need to move on and we need to get our next man. Yes, as, as, that's exactly it. Um, as I say, I have been through a roller coaster, coaster of emotions, I'm not going to lie, and it's all happened very, very quickly. It's a, it's a, a weird one, um, but I, I say we'll get into that further. Scotia, your thoughts on um, Gerard? Yeah, it's been, as I said, it's been a weird day. I've been having rational thoughts, I've been having irrational thoughts, I've been screaming at Gerard, I've been like, oh, uh, it's not about Gerard. Like the guys say, the big thing for me, it's the timing. It's, I mean, even taking into account the next two games we've got, December is an absolutely jam-packed fixture list and it's a massive point of the season. And it just feels like... I'll probably revise how I feel. I mean, I've calmed down today because I stopped myself from going on social media about lunchtime because it was making me... Sometimes it was making me angry, sometimes it wasn't. It's a really weird feeling because it's the first time that a manager, a successful manager, really has left in the middle of a season for me. I was only like four years old when um, Sunis left, which was at the end of, like I think it was April 1990, he left, or 91, he left. And, um, you know, it was at the end of the season, really. Whereas this one's not even halfway through the season. And it's a weird feeling because all the other times that a manager's left, you know, it's either been Walter Smith coming out and saying, I'm stepping down at the end of this season, or it's been managers that have got sacked because the results have been bad or leave by mutual consent so it's a, it's a weird feeling and it's still kind of trying to process it and as I say it's just mine's going all over the place sometimes I'm rational about it sometimes I'm irrational so yeah that'll be the I think that'll be the case for, for the, the next few weeks and as well see if we end up getting beat in the semi-final and then get beat by Sparta I think my mood will change even you know even worse <laughs> to be honest yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My range of, my, I'm probably going to go from one extreme to another on this pod. I was saying to you that, saying to you boys before we went live there, that <clears throat> I have just went through different phases. I've cursed it, Gerald. Today, I've went, okay, I, I can understand why, and I'm. I, I, um, Oh, I fell in love with Gerard. I'm not the only person that did. I fell in love with the man. I, the, the, everything about him, I was like, yes, he's the stature of the man, absolutely everything. But it's, I don't think really that it's down to Gerard leaving. It's down to the timing and the the fact that, well, it's not been confirmed yet, but the whole backroom staff's going with him. Um, McAllister's going, Beal's going, Kulshaw's going, and it's a complete, it's a complete overhaul for Rangers to have to go through it. Quite a critical point in the season. Um, as again, I, I feel like I'm kind of repeating what you guys have said, but I think my overriding one is 
why now? Obviously, I know there's no guarantee that Villa were going to come back for him or anything like that. I just think it's, I think the timing is horrible, um, to be completely honest. And I am disappointed and I am angry about it uh, all at the same time as accepting it. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling to have. Uh, but I still go Aston Villa, really, really Aston Villa. In my personal opinion, this is a massive risk for Gerard. I, I, I don't care really what anybody says. This could go terribly wrong for him. And that dream that we all know that he wants will slowly drift away from him. And it won't slowly drift away from him. If it if he fails at Villa, it will pretty much disappear altogether because Liverpool will not take the risk. The money and the stakes are far too high for Liverpool to take the risk on some that they don't believe in. Yes, they believe in Steven Gerrard, the man. Um, he is a legend of their football club. But if he fails at Villa, he's not got really much left. Um, again, I've heard different people saying about the way we are, where we are just now in terms of we're not in the Champions League, maybe if we'd got into the Champions League, we wouldn't even be sitting having this conversation, the fact that Villa, um, that, he's, that Gerrard's went to Villa. So there's a lot of things at play here and we're never really going to know the full details, which adds to the frustration because we'll never know. It's never going to come out to what exactly happened. So it's one of them ones that you'll speculate all night long and Still probably not get close to what the real truth is. Ali, there was rumours. Um, there has been rumours kicking about. I know, obviously, there's a lot of rumours. Everybody all of a sudden has an inside track. But there's ones that continue to kind of pop up and one that I, uh, I'm going to take a bit of a stab at. I won't name the person. But there's rumours that he'd kind of changed this season uh, in terms of he didn't really have the same buzz. There was not the really same intensity in terms of team meetings, etc., etc., do you think there's anything in that? We have briefly touched on stuff like that on the pod. Before we come on, we were kind of saying that. We, we've we've said that a few weeks ago. He looked a bit of a frustrated figure at times in the touchline, even with the press. He was a bit snappy at times. Only only Stephen Gerrard could answer those questions. Will he ever answer them? We'll never know, unless he brings a book out or something way down further down the line and they might say in his book or something. But I don't know. And going to Villa, I mean, we talked about it the other night and Christ, it pretty much broke after our podcast saying he was <laughs> near enough going, which was typical. We all sat here, similar to Ryan, and I'm going, Aston Villa. And I'm going, to me, Gerard's a guy that wants to win. He gets the buzz of winning. He's been at Liverpool, winning things, winning Champions Leagues. Comes to Rangers, you need to win every week. You're challenging for trophies. You're tra- challenging in Europe. He's going to Aston Villa. Aston Villa's main priority is to stay in that league and finish mid-table. That's probably the the best they're going to get. Is he going to be challenging for Cups? No. Is he going to be challenged for Europe? No. So I don't know what buzz he gets out of that. And I agree with you, Carney. It's a dangerous game he's playing. He could have stayed at Rangers and he could have... And it's all if, buts and maybes. He could have stayed at Rangers, won the league, won a Cup, left at the end of the season and his stock's... Stocks as high as it's ever been. The flip side, he could have not won the league at Rangers this season and not won any cups, and then the stock goes lower again. That that's football for you. And it's the same with going to Villa. If he goes to Villa and it doesn't work out for him, where does he go for there? It's it is a dangerous game, but that's the world of football in terms of where you go with managers and how you try and get back up. I mean, you look at Brendan Rodgers here to his stock was high in terms of when he was at Liverpool and then they failed and then. He had to reinvent himself again and he's trying to build himself back up again. But aye, it's um 
it's disappointing when it's Aston Villa. See if it's a top six team or something, you could go out. Fair enough, but Aston Villa. And that's no disrespectful to any Aston Villa fans watching this live either. You're probably a, you're a big club in Birmingham, but you're not bigger than Glasgow Rangers, sorry. Um, and it's, it's, it's disappointing. I think we're all just disappointed, but we need to move on. We really do need to move on now. Yeah, we do. And we will, that's the thing, we will. This will this will pass. We'll then move on to the excitement of a new manager. And who knows what the rest of the season holds. I mean, generally, I, I think, Scotia, you were mentioning that, that no Rangers manager has come into a job like this where it's you're cruising. Well, not cruising. I don't mean cruising. That uh, sounds like we've already won the league. It's attractive. Won the league. Uh, very attractive because we've got a good squad. We, we are four points clear. We've got a chance of getting into the next stage of the Europa League. Uh, uh, we've got a semi-final coming up. So the job is very attractive to someone. It could it could work in their favour. It could also go terribly wrong. Uh, uh, for them, but that's the world of football, I suppose. I don't think there's really any doubt about that. Ryan, I'll come to you. In terms of his legacy, um, are you even at the point where you can think about his legacy and what Gerard's left and what he's done for the football club, or are you more just thanks, Stevie? See you later. I think it'd be wrong to can I comment just now. I think it was a lot of emotion with the fans um, because of the shock of it. So my initial reaction just now probably wouldn't be reflective of what he has done for us. What I will say is, and it might be against some fans' opinions, is I don't think Stephen Gerrard has proven himself in Scottish football. I think, yes, he won that title. We all wanted. He broke their hearts, and I'll never, I'll never forget him for doing that. He's, he goes down in history for it. I just thought he would have a bit more ambition about him in terms of, and I know the Scottish game is no one the Premier League, and that's where it's at for him, and that's where it's at for Rogers and the rest of them. Was he over that an overly successful manager for us? Very questionable for me. Very questionable, and like I said, I, I don't want to be harsh and, and start saying this and that about him because I've read some horrific stuff on online today, and I'm very, I'm the same as Scotia. I came off social media because of some of the comments. Just idiotic at times. I wish you could put a filter on social media for some of these comments. But I'm sure, I'm sure, in, I'm sure in a week's time, or when this new manager gets appointed and we do reflect on Gerard, that it will be one of we'll be gracious and we'll be thankful that we had him last season. But I don't think I'll ever look back and think you were a great, you were. He'll never go down the way Advocate and McLeish and, and Walter Smith went down for me. That's fair enough, mate. As I say, t- time time will tell with that in the way that we're going to kind of heal from this, really, because he's arguably won the best, uh, the most important title I'll probably likely see in my lifetime, to be completely honest. But I, I do think the more I sit and think about it, and even if we're talking about this, I said to you before we come on, this is going to be like my kind of counselling session because I can't sit and read through other stuff in social media because it drives me bananas like everybody else. It, it really does does, it, does my head in. And the podcast helps me in that, the fact that I can come on and I just pretty much say what I'm feeling. Uh, and we spoke about the Malmo um, game, obviously we'd be in the Champions League and maybe that was it, maybe, we don't know, we're never going to know really, it, it might have been, he didn't make the Champions League and he kind of just went, I don't know if I've got another two years in me to do this and you can't disrespect the guy for doing that, football is 
It's a business. It's, it's, it's jobs to these people. Okay, they get paid ludicrous amounts of money for the stuff that they do, yes, but it's still a job at the end of the day. And it could be personal reasons. It could be for his family. It could be a number of different things. But we're Rangers fans, and our biggest concern about everything that's going on is Rangers, I don't really, in the nicest possible terms, I don't really care what's going on. It's X, Y, and Z, that's not important to me. My most important thing is Rangers and the way it's happened, just, yeah, it's it's not a sour taste in my, my mouth. It's just this pure disappointment that the, the way that it's happened. It was just, I even said to Ali and work, I was like, I don't know how I'm meant to feel right now. I, I'm not really sure how I'm meant to feel. I knew it was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this is, we all knew it was going to happen. The noise was too big. Um, there was far too much far too much smoke without there being any sort of fire happening somewhere so it had to be there had to be something in it so I think when it happened it was just like a like a sulking feeling um, Scotia um, I'll ask you the same thing I said about what I asked Ryan there are, are you at the point where you can respect his legacy you can look back and thank him for what he's done and be happy about it and move on or is it cheerio Stevie thanks for that kind of thing well, certainly, certainly for the title that he gave us last season and how he's progressed us in Europe since he's come in. You know, he took over an absolute shambles of a team and look where we are now. You know, like we say, we're, we're sitting we're sitting nice and pretty at the top of the table at the moment and, you know, good things to look forward to. But equally, if this season goes tits up, it'll tarnish his legacy at the end. So you probably can't have that overall judgment for maybe till the end of this season. Depending on how it goes, because if it all goes tits up, we finish second, we go out all, we lose all the cups, we go out of Europe, then a lot of people are going to turn around and point the blame at Gerard probably. Um, so you need to wait and see. But I'm definitely appreciative of what he's done up to this point. But now he's left, obviously, and it's um, it's uh, it feels like your wife's left for another bloke. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's gotten, That's um, quite close to how it feels, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know the reasons why did he leave one thing I think we've maybe not spoke about it often enough is the impact that Covid's had on football in general and players stuck particularly players that are people that aren't local to the area and aren't Scottish you know even down in England all the, the travel restrictions that's perhaps played a part you've also got the fact that I mean even for us the Scottish League can get tedious because you're playing. I mean, you can play a team seven. Mind the season we were playing Kelly seven times in the one season. It's always been an issue for me. The Scottish League. I think it should be. You know, this is for a discussion for another pod. But I always think there could be more teams in, in the top flight. It, it gets tedious, and for someone that isn't a fan of the club, it must be even worse. Um, so <laughs> 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 it does indeed. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, mate, so, you're spot on about you're spot on about Scottish football, mate. It's, it's it is it's a terrible league. It is, but it's our league, and that's where my Rangers and your Rangers. That's where it is, and we have to. That's why we feel about it the way that we do because it feels personal to us, and it isn't personal. That's the thing. Like Gerard's not done this and deliberately pissed off every Rangers fan. He's made a decision which based on best for him and his future, which. It's fair enough, really, but it still doesn't make it any easier for us because the way we feel about Rangers, and I think that's probably the, the most clear I'm going to get tonight because I'll go off in tangents again. <laughs> um, Ali, it's rumoured that the conversation is between, between three and four million. In my personal opinion, that's 
quite a fucking deal Aston Villa are getting because they're getting McAllister and Beal as well. Pennies to Aston Villa. They must Absolutely. have been laughing when must have been laughing when they had to be that compensation. To be honest, um, that's nothing to them. That's that's absolutely nothing to them. And it's disappointing. I thought we might have got more. I know I thought Tottenham or say the City, but they got reported eight million or something for Big Brenda. Um, <laughs> so it's disappointing when it's that money for that the whole back. I mean, it is the whole backroom staff that is going. It's only we, Jermaine Defoe, that's left there. I think. Um, on his Todd and Jimmy Bell and Jimmy Bell, they could be in a dugout for the Hibs game, but uh, it's disappointing because you think you looked at us and it's what they got, and you thought well, we should be able to get that for for our backroom staff and Gerard. So it's it's disappointing in terms of the money, but it's four point five million we didn't have anyway. And you look at the, the finances that just came out recently with Rangers, so I. Anyway, you go. Come on, to obviously talk about who's been banded yeah. about in terms of managers at the moment. But it is what it is. But I thought it would have been a bit higher. I would. Have, I thought it would have been round about the eight million mark if I had to put some sort of price on it. I suppose no, you're buying it. It's meant to be bought Kamara for fifty grand, and that was just paying out his contract. So that's what's just happened with Villa. Yeah. It's just paying out the contracts. So Rogers was on more at Celtic. So that's why. The fees it wasn't on like that. Wasn't on that money though. I know. I, I think it is. I think it's just. I think I heard David Edgar and um, their show that came out earlier today saying that, that that's what it's about. It's about um, just paying out the contracts, the staff. So that's why it's so low. And yeah, that is, I know what you mean. It does feel low, but I think that's the reason why it is. How much were they paying Brendan Rodgers in that fact then? Jesus. I think he, he, I think he was, he was two, two million a year, Brendan Rodgers, I think. Fuck He's the highest paid right. manager in history. So. Right, so, I, I mean, oh, I, Ryan, I suppose the conversation really becomes irrelevant. Uh, let's be honest, I think the only thing which we are about to come on to is that might be all we have to play with in terms of getting another manager in. Yeah. But maybe we could spend a bit and then we'll recoup it with 40 million when we get when Kamara goes to Aston Villa. I'd be the rest of them go to Aston Villa. Um, it is pennies for Aston Villa, but I didn't realise that was including the backroom staff. I thought it would be separate compensation packages for them. I didn't realise that they came as a, as a full package yet as pennies and but it depends what, what Rangers shortlist for their manager is and whether they're already employed. If if they're going for someone who's not employed, then it might not cost them as much. But if it's someone who is already in a job, which I very doubt, looking at the, the rumour shortlist, then, yeah, it's, it's manageable. I think, I know we'll probably get on to it, but I think it has to be whoever we target has to be familiar with the Scottish game. I do believe that. I think we can't have we can't be taking a risk in bringing someone in who doesn't know the Scottish game and it's just a shot there. It's um it's a gamble because they can't we can't give them time. We need this league this year. It's so important. And Gerard knew that. Um we know how how important it is we've spoken about it because of the financial aspect of the, the qualification of Champions League. So yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating the compensation, but it is what it is. It's just the same as the man leaving. We've just got to go on with it and and start again. Yeah, um, definitely. As I said, it's 
it is generally what it is, and I've been sent messages from listeners. I've been sent listeners. Um, I've been sent messages for supporters of the, another team in Glasgow, and uh, so I'm always just it is what it is. You can't, you cannot compete with the cash cow that is the English Premier League. You can't, you, you really can't. And the lure might have just been a wee bit too much, but as I say, it's because we're Rangers and that's what we have at heart, that it's that's the most important one. I just feel like four it's nothing, man. Honestly, or I would have done anything to try and keep Michael Beal, um because I think he would have been... I think he'd... He might have not been the long-term fix, but he could have. I think he could have seen Rangers through to the end of the season because um, without taking too much away from Gerard, I know he was the manager, but a lot of the backbone and what Gerard has built was Michael Beale, uh, and I don't think anybody would really disagree with that. Ali, I'll come back to you. Um, we started discussing quite early on, really, once the the rumours had started that uh, he would be going to he'd be going to Villa. Um, Personally, I think we should brace ourselves for January because I see a few names going to Aston Villa. Yep, that 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 was my main worry. To be honest, I know losing Gerard was is disappointing everything, but I was looking forward to January. We need to sell somebody in January. To be fair, so I always thought somebody would go, but Connor Goldson is a stick on to go to Aston Villa. If he doesn't go there, I'd be shocked. Kent is the next one for me. You'll have a go at. I just hope the Rangers board. I I, I just hope that because he, he's our he's our blue chip player, Ryan Kent. So he needs to come a big box for him. Can't just pull him down the road just because he's Stephen Gerrard and he managed them at Rangers. So and the next worry is, and I discussed it with you, Carney, is has has Stephen Gerrard said to these players behind closed doors? I'll see you in January in terms of I'll bring you down. Do they, do they, and I hope, I don't know if players would do this, do they put the tools away for the next two months in terms of a few of them may know they may be going to Aston Villa in January. But Goldson for me is a stick on to go to Villa. I'd be shocked if he's not in Ryan Kent. The only other ones I would say, either Joe Rebo's Camaras, Tav possibly is a last kind of big payday for him at the age of 30. I think he is now Tav, but. I'd be very surprised if um, if Gerard didn't come up and have a sniff at us in January because he's built that team himself. He knows the players inside out, and um, he'll be having a look. Villa's got some good players to be fair to Villa, so I mean he'll have a look at them first, see what they're all about. But I'd be very surprised if he doesn't come sniffing about us in January. And uh, yeah, we'll need to brace ourselves for January. Yeah, um, Ryan Curry Muncher says Haga. I don't know. I don't know who Haga is. Uh, no, Haji. Um, I think, I mean, I, in all honesty, I think Haji's not ready. Um, I think if Haji was two or three years down the line, possibly, yes, but I don't think Haji's ready. Ryan Ken, I just can't see why how Gerard won't come and take him. I, I really can't. Uh, Gerard is going to get, I don't know how much money he's going to get. Obviously, they sold um, Grealish for 100 million or whatever it was, which is a ridiculous amount of money. Obviously, he's not going to get the full whack of that to come and um, to come and spend and he's obviously not only going to look at Rangers but he has worked with these players and Leeds weren't sniffing about Ryan Kent for no reason put it that way so I think it's a way into the Premier League for some of our players and Ryan it could it could be an offer well if the, if the money comes in with Gerard, we won't be able to say no to that but I don't think the players would say no either to be honest 
No, I don't think they would. You can tell a lot, and we've got um, quite tight bonds and relationships with, with Gerard. Um, he's given them an opportunity, an opportunity at a big club. Um, I saw a comment a few moments ago there saying we can't afford to lose. I think it was Kent and Aribo. Um, was it Aribo? Was it? Doesn't matter if we can't afford to lose them if they're offers right. Rangers are a business, and they will take the they will yep. take the the money, and that's that's something we need to accept. So if they come in with big money, these players will move on whether it's to Aston Villa or anyone else, um, I would be very surprised if one or two of them have not already had some sort of conversation about that, whether with it's, whether it's with Gerard or between them in a WhatsApp or whatever. Very convenient that Conor Goldson hasn't signed a contract. That's going to be interesting how that materialises over the next couple of months because we're all expecting him to go anyway. Um, as you know, I'm a Big fan of Kamara. I do think Kamara could walk into any team in that Premier League. I'm not saying he's the best midfielder in the Premier League, but he just he could walk into any team just to style he plays football. We need to ask for big money for him and Kent. I look at him and Kent as big assets. And if Ali's man as well, Gerard's a, a huge fan of Aribo. Mm-hmm. He's, he's quoted, I think it was Halliday said on a podcast. Um, but I think it was when Halliday was at Rangers. Halliday said that Gerard walked into dress room and said, you, Joe, I'll take you anywhere I go. Anywhere I go, I'll take you. That's how highly he rates him. So, yes, as Ali said, brace ourselves for January. But the new manager needs to have a conversation and say, if any of you have got an eye on going in January, play for your move, get us the money, because I want to bring more men in. Yeah, again, mate, I think you're, you are spot on. Uh, I don't think Gerard's going to come up and wipe out the team in terms of taking the first 11, no. but however, we, we do know that Gerard likes quite a big squad. So I've seen a comment there. Sorry, by the way, but not getting everybody's comments. Um, there is a lot coming in. I am trying my best. I'm quite new at this live thing as well. So I find myself getting lost reading people's conversations when I might be hosting a podcast. Um, but I've seen a comment about the signed Leon Bailey. Now, that's the kind of player that where Kent, whereabouts where Kent would play, but there's no reason to say that he wouldn't have Kent as the understudy to that, or to have both of them for an option. For, um, for, for example, so yeah, uh, Kent and Kamara and Aribo, I think are the, the top ones. And as Ali said, Golden's at the end of end of a con, end of a contract, so it's an it's a no brainer for Gerard, and it gets. It doesn't cost him anything. It, it really doesn't. I mean, the the money that Villa are going to have to spend and they'll give to Gerard, he can't he can't compete with that. I, I think David Edgar's stat on today was you get 170 million for finishing bottom of the Premier League, but you get four million pounds for winning our league. I mean, <laughs> that's not even a comparison, really. It really isn't. Scotia, your thoughts on your play, players potentially leaving, mate? Yeah. Um... The three that have been mentioned, really, Goldson. Yes, he's he's going. I was saying, I was saying in the the pod we done on Tuesday that I was speaking at my manager who's a Villa fan, and then again today he messaged me at about half past ten. But I'd put my do not disturb thing on when the news had broke at about ten. So um, I was chatting to him about it, and I was like, yeah, Goldson's at the end of his contracts. You can get him on a pre-contract for the summer or pretty much peanuts in January. And obviously, they've got Tyron Mings in there at centre half, but I'm not. Who's the other one? Is it Matt Wallace? Concert. Like concert. Is it not concert? Concert. Concert. Right, yeah. Um, but I'm, I've not really watched Villa that much this season, so I don't know how they are defensively. Um, well, clearly not great <laughs> over the last five days. <laughs> well, clearly not very good, Scotia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the, the, the two Kent and Aribo, they've only got one and a half years left in their contract. Their contracts run out in the end of next season. So they will need to get sold in January or the summer because I don't see them extending their contract with Gerard not being there. Um, so I think we need to brace ourselves for them to leave in, in the, the next over the next two transfer windows. And you need to do it, do it because we want to get the most money back for us to reinvest in the team. Um, yeah, there's a lot of players that Gerard could look at, but yeah, again, I've, I've said on Tuesday night, Villa have got a pretty good squad. They've just been performing rotten in the last five, six games. Yeah, and um, they've got a good enough squad. I mean, the thing with Villa as well is the last time they done anything of note was back what in 2010 when O'Neill was the manager. When they, they were, I think they had a few successive sixth place finishes in the Premier League, and then yeah, since then they've kind of flirted between mid table and the Championship, and yeah, they've not done anything to note really. So. I don't think he'll come in and grab everyone, but Kent and Naribo are big worries, concerns for me, because we've been saying it all season, they're two of our most important players. Um, and I think we need to brace ourselves for them leaving over the next two windows. Yeah, my, my big cousin David's a, his second team as as Villa, he's very much a, a blue nose, but his dad's originally from Birmingham, uh, Tamworth, uh, so he, he grew up a, a Villa fan. Um and it'd be good to have on this podcast, to be completely honest, but he's just about to become a, a Rangers da, so hope everything's going well, David. Um, so we'll move on now to what's next. Um, in terms of a successor getting named, it's going to take time. I think a lot of people are like, get it in by the weekend. That is not going to happen by the end of this weekend. It just isn't. Um, I would be shocked if there's anybody even in place for the, the semi-final, to be completely honest, because we have to get this correct. Ali, I'll come back to you. Um, this is where Ross Wilson earns his keep. Yeah, I, I said to you today, look, I, I, well, I know that's his job. He, he will have names already in place, even when Gerard was manager, that's his job in case this happens. He can't not have a plan B in terms of if this happens and we've got nothing to go to, he'll have names sitting there. I'm convinced about it. Some of the names I've heard floated about, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, Russell Martin appeared on Twitter oh, last night, which ridiculous. myself at that. <laughs> um, I mean, they actually done all right, MK Dons, and he's doing all right with Swansea at the moment, but that's a no for me. Um, Derek McInnes is the next one sorry you don't get asked twice to be Rangers manager so he's a no for me um, a few of them Alec Neal for Preston nah. so I mean the one floating about which a lot of Rangers fans are kind of getting behind now is, is Van Bronckhurst mm -hmm. he's, a, he's an ex-Rangers player which to me doesn't really matter but he's an ex-Rangers player he's had success with Farnham he kind of plays the same philosophy in terms of the way we play at the moment with the 4 3 3. So, um, I know Curry Muncher wants Martindale in there. He, he's a good Rangers man, Martindale. So, <laughs> I know I did, you were in actually, in fact, Carney, you were in Livingston today, and I did say you could actually go and get David Martindale. And he didn't, answer, he didn't answer the door, mate. I chapped the door, but he didn't answer. <laughs> and to be fair, he hates, the, he hates that mob on the other side of the city, and he always gets good results against them. So, he could be a shout, <laughs> Curry Muncher. But no, I, I, th I think. Do they go completely left field? Uh, to me, we've done that with Kashinia and, and it was a disaster. So that's a no for me. Van Bronckhurst, you could say it's slightly left field field, but I don't think so. He's played in our, he's managed in that Dutch league with Fire Nerd. 
but he won their first league title after something like 18 years. He knows Rangers, he knows probably he knows what Scottish football's about. He gets us. He's the, the obvious choice, I would say, at the moment. Um, and he's a, just, and he's on a free as well. So when he costs yeah, us money. Just got a notification on my phone. And since we have been recording, um James Tavernier has released an Instagram post um saying he would like to thank the gaffer, Gary McAllister, Michael Beale, Tom Coulshaw, Jordan Milsham, and Scott Mason for everything they have done for me personally, for my family, my team, and our club. We've achieved so much together. We as a team have grown. We demanded more from one and one and another. Uh, but most importantly, we've developed into better players and better people. The club is in a better place. Um, of that, I have no doubt. The cherished moments will be forever special, bringing home 55. Now, as a team, we will be fully focused on the next chapter that's to come. So, um, it's not we've never done a kind of, it's not a breaking news, but we've never really done it in live. It's going to matter. So, obviously, the team are now fully aware, clearly. Uh, Tav's now come out and said that. And look, you can't really criticize anything that they're going to say. Gerard has been a, a massive part, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on to. Who we think probably is going to be next, um, Ryan? Am I right in saying? Do you agree with what I said that this won't? I don't think this will be a particularly quick process that we go through to name the successor. Yeah, just before I do, I think that's. I think those are nice words from from Tavernier. I don't want to. I don't want to touch on this too much about Gerard, but that's a perfect example of your reaction will change and your your appreciation of what he's done will change because. James Tavi is a perfect example. His standards went to crazy heights last season, and it's because of what Gerard demanded of him. He mm-hmm. set standards of his own to the players and the staff and said, this is where we need to be, because our standards were <laughs> appalling before he came in. We were yeah. getting humiliated by them. 5-0, I think, the last score against them was before he came in. And obviously progress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But as I said, don't want to dwell on it too much. But that's a perfect example of your reaction probably will change. You will appreciate it going forward. With the appointment, yeah, Rangers aren't going to rush in. They can't get this one wrong. We're in, not even in the middle of the season, November. Are probably the most important season in the past ten years because of the financial rewards. Yes, we we had to stop ten as a fan base, as a club. We need this Champions League and we need the Champions League money. And that was one of Gerard's objectives. He would have known that. That's That would be the big season this season. So we can't make a mistake with this. And this is why I think they need to make sure. And the options aren't, there's not a lot of options out there, but it needs to be somebody who knows the Scottish game. We can't take a risk with this one. We need to hit the ground running with it. And Van Bronckhorst looks like the obvious one. My mate JJ's got his heart set on it. I'm kind of the same, but I, I hate. I always feel that managerial appointments can be underwhelming at times, so I'm scared to kind of emotionally commit to it. <laughs> but Van Bronckhorst does look like the obvious one, especially because he's unemployed at the moment. He knows what's required at this club. He did it. He's won trophies as a player, and he's done the business with, with Firelord as well. And he looks like the obvious choice, but I don't expect him to rush into it over the weekend. No, I definitely don't think it'll be over this weekend. I, I get that idea out of your head. I just don't see that happening at all. Um, Gio, yeah, um, I do get that. Ali, we mentioned it, and obviously the Russell Martin one came out and kind of poo-pooed pretty immediately that it was just made-up nonsense. You might as well link Andy Halliday with the job, really, um, instead of Martin. But 
I mean, players like people like McInnes names is going to continue to get brought up. Obviously, in my opinion, he said no one she should not be anywhere near this football club. Uh, Alex Neil as well, the, the, just the most uninspiring name you can possibly imagine. It's no disrespect to him; it's just not inspiring at all. I would rather Rangers took a a risk, a, 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 not. A calculated risk as such. Um, for example, if we are going to go down the route of getting somebody in until the end of the season, bring Kevin Thompson back from Kelty Hearts and give him to the end of the season. Somebody that knows what this club is all about. He may not be the greatest manager and it might fall flat on its arse, but at least you can say it's not someone that you kind of picked out of nowhere. Um, Gio is obviously top of the bookies um, to be the next the next manager, but the bookies are really worth not very much in this, let's be completely honest. Scotia, your, your thoughts on what's next and who's potentially next? Yeah, so there's there's two points I agree with you is that yeah, it's not I don't think it'll be rushed completely. So looking immediately ahead, we've got to have someone in place to lead the team for our next two games, I would imagine. It'll maybe be done prior to the Sparta game. But certainly for the the League Cup final. So is it is it the four? Jimmy Bell throw out one here. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Bell. I'll, I'll throw. I take him. I take him. I take him. I take him. Fuck it. Fucking Jimmy Bell. Stodge. I said it. I said it to you in the chat, and I watch the comments light up here. But get Shelley Kerr and um, Neil McCann from RTV to come down. Watch this enough. Yeah, watch the comments flash up. <laughs> yeah, so that's like the immediate concern in terms of the next game or two. Is that um, but manager to come in? I mean, I wore this top on purpose because I want it to be Gio. Um, <laughs> my only fear is, will he accept the kind of financial limitations that we've got as a club? Would, would that be an off something that puts him off? Um, you've mentioned some of the names that have been getting banded about. Had a wee look at the the, the bookies list. There you had John Terry. No, thank you. I've seen some people pop up Frank Lampard, but I think he's all but. Confirmed at Norwich. So Norwich. Yeah. 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 Um Reno Catusso's one that's he's obviously out as well. Obviously connections with us. Um, his missus is Scottish. Um he would he would probably undo all the work that Gerard's done to kind of calm down um Morelos's temperament though. Um so we can go back to the old Alfie if, if Reno were to come in. Um a wee name that I did see, I don't know much about him because I've not watched La Liga in a long time since it's went off sky. But it was um, Diego Martinez from he's he's out he was the Granada manager brought them up to La Liga finished seventh and ninth so seen that and that was a wee bit interesting but I don't know if that's far too left field again and taking a bit of a gamble sort of similar going down the the Cachinha route there although he's you know obviously more knows more about European football but for me I think it has to be Gio is my my preferred choice at the moment but I'm just worried that it wouldn't appeal to him in terms of the financial limitations that in Scotland. Yeah, but as Ryan mentioned, the the carrot at the end of this season might entice him um, because it would seriously change the kind of whole face of the club, the way the club's being run and the whole business models that we're building on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's a tough one. Also, who was the, who's the Norwich guy that gets sacked? What's his name again? Something remind me. Oh, the porn star guy. Aye, yeah. him. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I uh, did him a What's his second name? I know who you're on about, yeah. Somebody will tell me in a minute. Um, yeah, can't remember. So, but I also, um, sorry, Daniel, I was going to say Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Fark. Daniel Fark. Fark. Yeah, that's Fark. the one, yeah. That's a few one, comments. Like. The, no, no, 
Berito Santos, obviously he's just come out of a job, done pretty well at Wolves. Um, what, Literally everybody's saying fuck. And then I, the one there, the, the one there, I seen he was he was kind of considered the Bodo Glimp manager. I think he was in the running for the in the, the Aston Villa's list, as it were. Um, what's his name? Newton or nothing or something like that. No. These names are making me nervous, Scotia. These names I don't know are making me very nervous. I don't want to get more. I know. I, I say I just hope it's a, it's a, it's a name that we know and a name that we know that we can get behind. I think, I think that's what we're all probably looking for. It's going to is look. The club have to get this right. Um, it does need to be done swiftly, but not so quickly that it's just a a knee-jerk appointment and it's we're left with somebody that we just really don't want and doesn't really understand the job. Um time will tell on this one, but as I say, I think it will I think it will take a, a bit of time for for the appointment to be made. Um Ali, um we've now been on about an hour, mate. So what's your what's your final thoughts, mate? What's your finishing thoughts on on Steven Gerrard? Like I said at the beginning, I've I've had time to sort of brace myself for it this week because we all it's it's been rumbling for a couple of days there. But disappointed that we all know it's the, like I said it's a timing it's a timing because it's not ideal going into a semi going into that big game in Europe and then the, that dreaded December we've got coming up, which is a which is a make or break in terms of the league to be honest. Because if we if we can sail through December, then it's you're nearly there. But it's disappointed. He's, he did do it. He's, you can't say he's not done a good job for Rangers. He has. I know he's only won one in nine trophies, which others say they say he keep going on about. But the one he did win broke their hearts. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he's come in. He, he, look at the Rangers team when he came in. It was a shambles. He's come in, built a Rangers team. It took him time to do that. We've got a Rangers team to be proud of at the moment. We're sitting top of the league. We're four points clear. We're still in Europe. We're in all the cups. We're in a semi-final. We are a very attractive football club to come and uh, manage. I'm sure there'll be lots of managers and agents touting everyone to come to Rangers now. But um, yeah, I mean, thanks for winning the title last last um, last season, Stephen. But now we move on. No man is bigger than Rangers, and um, we need to get this right. As I said, same with you, can I don't think it be done in a week, even two weeks. I I think we'll take our time. We'll, Potentially up to a month, possibly, which isn't ideal, but we need to get it right. And um, yeah, we need to move on. And uh, I just hope a week on Sunday, this will galvanise the Rangers support. Like we, we don't need it, to be honest. And um, Jimmy Bell will lead us out to the final of the League Cup. <laughs> Can you imagine the scandal, mate? The Moonhowlers would not be able to deal with that. No. And I do thank the Moonhowlers for the lovely comments they're leaving in the comments tonight. Um, you're helping my podcast, so batter on lads honestly it doesn't bother me one bit at all uh, Ryan um, thank you very much uh, thank you very much your, your final thoughts on Gerard tonight mate well, first of all you're welcome um, <laughs> I am um, I know Stephen and Gary and Michael will be, wa- be watching so I do want to say thank you because they, they, they took us to the next level there's no doubt about it they took this club to the next level they set the standards and they gave us for last season, probably the one of the best seasons I've ever known as a Rangers fan, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. What a laugh at them. 
it was just phenomenal. It was great. And Rangers put a product on the pitch. It was, I was proud of. And I've said a few times, I got a buzzer of watching them off the ball and hunting the packs and the press and the goals he scored and hammering them. It was, it was a great season. I really enjoyed it in the European runs, etc. It was brilliant. Um, so I do thank them for that, but I'm not angry. I'm disappointed in them. Um, but Rangers do move on and we will move on. And I am excited for the future. And let's go for 56. <laughs> let's go for 56, definitely. Uh, Scotia, your final thoughts tonight, mate? Yeah, I mean, as I've mentioned before, it's going to be, it's going to take a while. My opinion's going to change over the coming days and coming weeks about, about the team. But I, I would echo what um, Ryan said there about, yeah, thanks to, to them for giving, giving some, some sort of pride back, back to Rangers because they took over when we were a shambles. We had 10 years of absolute torture and we're now back in the, the, the top of Scottish football. We've had the most sustained, decent periods in Europe under Gerard, you know, and we've, we've become... I think teams in Europe and the continent start, are starting to respect us again now. Um, so they need to thank them for that. But yeah, yeah it's just gutted, <laughs> angry. And, but I'm, I'm getting at the stage today, and this has helped, just getting at the stage of acceptance. And we, we need to look look forward and move on. As, as people sort of have been saying, as Ali said, no one's bigger than Rangers. Um, it's, it's about moving forward. Um, we've lost really good managers in the past, so we can move forward and we will. And yeah. 56 is incoming. As onwards and upwards um, we go. Um, so that'll do us tonight, lads. Um, I get thank yous all for coming on. Um, shameless plug for people that have just found us, including you, Timmy. I can see you. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the videos, give us a wee five star rating on Apple Podcast, like and share anywhere that you can. Thank you for all the comments. Literally too many to keep up with, to be completely honest, but we appreciate it. And yeah, it's not the news that we wanted. Uh, it, the timing is terrible. There's not going to be any doubt about that, but we just ourselves off and we go again. Uh, we are Rangers at the end of the day and there is no one uh, bigger than the club. So thank you Gerard. Let's begin our next chapter. So we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast and we will speak to you all next time. Cheers everybody. <laughs>